Well, exactly a year ago today, residents in the northern rivers of New South Wales were preparing for a big storm for heavy rain and potential flooding. And they were told that it wouldn't be as bad as the 2017 flood, which reached the height of 11.59 metres in Lismore. But then at around 9.30pm that evening, evacuation orders were issued for north and for south Lismore, giving locals just half an hour to get out. And within a few hours, they were inundated. Roads were cut off, the water levels peaked at an unprecedented 14 metres and the town centre was like an inland sea. It went under with billions of dollars worth of damage to homes, to businesses, and so many people lost the lot. Five people were killed. And a year on from that disaster, a lot of people are still struggling. So many families are yet to be rebuilding their lives. There are many of them living in temporary accommodation with no clear direction about what to do or where to go. Janelle Safin is the state member for Lismore, who lived through this experience. She's on the line for us now. Janelle, welcome back to Afternoons. Oh, thank you, Deborah. It's an awful anniversary to be marking, isn't it? Oh, look, it is. And I was just listening to you, but also people have contacted me today um, in the lead up to, you know, the anniversary tomorrow. And I just got a text and saying, Janelle, I'm reliving what happened, you know, that night. Mm. So there's a lot of um, anguish in our community and um, because we are a community that has been traumatised, people affected directly and indirectly. So all of that's going on. But at the same time, you know, we're strong and it's a really strong community. So given everything that's happened, we've managed to pull together, work together. And, you know, people talk about community champions and I say, you know, my communities are the champions. Yes, the entire community. As you say, we the saw the, the worst and, and the best of people, though, when everyone mm. rallied together and the, the tinny army getting in to save the people stranded on their roofs and in the ceiling spaces. Oh. Just the, the, the resilience which you speak of, we know it's there in spades, but mm-hmm. we saw it in such an overwhelming fashion in Lismore this time last year. Look, we did, and you can't just at one point in time say, well, we're recovered now, let's get on with business. It isn't like that. It's a process everybody goes through. And for some people, they're up one day, the next day it mightn't be so good. And we just say, okay, expect that. That's our normal. Let's get on with it and reach out to people. But in terms of what we've done, look, there has been, how would I put this? Like the bushfire inquiry, we saw the recommendations, all that was too slow, and we were too slow again because not one lesson learned from the bushfire inquiry recommendations made it into disaster recovery at state level. That's how I saw it. That's how we've experienced it. But some of that is happening now. So we're too too slow slow. to learn the lessons. Too slow. And we actually don't deliberately say we are going to learn this lesson, we are going to incorporate this in the way we respond to disasters. You know, that's what's missing. I have to say ours has been the trigger event for change. And, like, this might seem inane given what we've been through, but I'm just at a roads announcement where finally, finally, we can spend the money on betterment, that is building it back better. Yeah, this is this $300 million disaster recovery program, state and federal money, because this is it. I mean, to just rebuild it in the same spot... It's ludicrous. It's lunacy. You need to be able to make sure it's a a better piece of infrastructure than what was there prior. Exactly. And I've banged away about this for years, before the bushfires, during the bushfires, before the floods, during the floods, 
let's get on with it. How hard is it? Um, if you don't build it back better, yeah, we just keep ending up with the same roads and potholes. Mm. So, yes, it was a welcome announcement. We're all here, you know, ministers, member for Richmond, mayors, you know, councillors, farmers, everybody. So that's great. But in terms of the people still living in shells of houses, the 400-odd displaced still in motels, caravans, you know, cars, friends, all of that... It's clearly not fast enough. And why why doesn't the government, and it has to come from the New South Wales government, just do a big surge? We did this last year when it was too slow for the application process through you know, Service New South Wales. Big surge over weeks, got a lot of people through. And I'm saying to the government now, get on and do that now. And get on and do that with the Northern Rivers Reconstruction Corporation, who has carriage of the Resilient Home Fund, which is buybacks, house raising, mm. retrofitting. And that's yeah. it, ensuring that the local people who are at the coalface mm. have the direct say in how to get the town and the community back on their feet rather than bringing down sort of dictates from on high because the, one of the big hurdles for locals has been the bureaucracy that they've had to deal with to get any help. That's been a huge been, challenge. Oh, it's mindless and a minefield. And each and every day I go in, go into bat with the bureaucracy and sometimes I say to them, look, I'm a worker, you know, 24-7 on duty, but, you know, why am I doing your work? Just get on with it and do what you need to do. Have flexibility. Get out the road. I said the Northern Rivers Reconstruction Corporation, it's doing some great work. Just tell us more about it, what you're doing. I know, but tell everyone else. And also, I said, let them off the loose. You know, they don't need to be hamstrung by bureaucracy. It's actually ours. It was created for us, not for the Department of Regional New South Wales. Mm. It was created for our community. So there's this discord between what's community-led recovery and, you know, what happens bureaucracy. Another point, Deborah, is I said, we're at the stage now we need a wraparound economic environmental package plan of course i've written it i've lobbied on it and i'm saying that's what we need now we need that announced to say this is what we're doing with you and takes it to the point that you made that you know let us say what we need government listen government consider come back and say right here we can do this walk together yeah Yep, and ensure mm. it gets done. That's what you need at the end yep. of the day. And how are you going, Janelle? Because we spoke mm-hmm. with you as it was all unfolding and, you know, you were lucky. Many people lost everything. Mm. Your your home was higher up. You didn't lose as much as many did, but you've you've lived through this. You've experienced it. How are you going? How emotionally is everyone going? Yeah, look, emotionally, um, people are up and down and sometimes all over the place, but really relying on each other. And we've got great community groups like, um, Resilient Lismore, Hub 2484, uh, you know, others, and uh, the Winsome out, you know, working, helping with homes. So we've got a lot of that happening. That helps people. We've got other supports. And look, what I say about me is, look, it's not about me. Yes, you know, I actually went to my ceiling, <laughs> through, up through the ceiling mm. and um, all of that. But I'm older. I wasn't trapped with kids I wasn't a pregnant woman trapped in there. I didn't have a disability. You know, I'm okay. So I'm doing everything I can to make sure that I back my community. Each individual, 
each neighbourhood every step of the way and we will get there. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. Well, you've done a tremendous job so far and we'll do our best to help you in those efforts. Janelle, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Deborah. Janelle Safin there, member for Lismore, as we approach the one-year anniversary of those devastating floods. It's a quarter to one.